Good morning. It is Kale and Company live for a Wednesday. Made it halfway through the week already. And uh, we have Dan Weed in the studio this morning from Weed Family Automotive. Welcome back, Dan. Always great to have you with us. It's good to be here. Thank you. Weed Family Automotive, located at 124 Store Street in Concord. And you can get in touch with them at 603-225-7988, weedfamilyautomotive.com. Or if you have uh, something that you would like to ask Dan this morning... You can do it right now at 603-224-1450. Again, 603-224-1450, just like our AM signal, 1450 WKXL. And uh, we've been around for a long time. In fact, WKXL, believe it or not, has been around a little bit longer than Weed Family Automotive. I know you've been around a long time, Dan, but... Uh, 1946. That's amazing, isn't it? KXL went on the air. And I was just talking to one of the former announcers the other day, uh, Bruce Lavoie. Oh, Bruce. I, I see Bruce once in a while. Uh, Bruce and his wife Angie go yeah. to uh, some uh, New Hampshire Mountain Kings uh, hockey games at Tritown Arena in Hooksit. I always used to see them at Monarchs games. They, they, they loved your blimp. You know, a little-known fact, folks, <laughs> that Dan Weed, uh, if you remember the Monarchs, they had a, a great blimp that flew around what was then the Verizon Wireless Arena and dropping all kinds of coupons for people to win as prizes. That's right. And it, people loved it between periods. Dan Weed, folks, was the operator of that blimp. That's right. For the last handful of years that yeah. uh, they were around, uh, I, yeah. I got the... Uh Privilege and honor to be the blimp pilot, if you will. Yes, and, indeed, um, indeed. I, I, I would, you know, recommend that the the Mountain Kings do the same thing. Although I don't know if the ceiling <laughs> at at uh, Tritown is high enough to accommodate a blimp. You'd almost have to uh, have the blimp at ice level, <laughs> or just a little bit off the ice. Well, maybe we get a, a miniature version of a, a mini blimp. Yeah, a mini blimp. A mini blimp. Because you could still drop coupons, right? Right. Exactly. That's all people would care about. Right, yeah, they don't care how big the blimp is, just as long as they get a you know twenty five dollar coupon for, from someplace. I think we should give them an appear, a chance to appear here on the show with us. Uh, yeah. Why not? Right. Why not? That would be a good idea. And uh, I, I would imagine another good idea that uh, uh, people are coming to you for is uh, getting those snow tires on. I'm sure lots of folks uh, have their snow tires already in place. Yes, uh, we've been doing snow tires now, believe it or not, since October at least. I do believe it. It's New Hampshire. <laughs> right. I do believe it. And, uh, we, you know, we've had to plow the lot a couple of times already this season. Of course, it doesn't last very long with the ground not being frozen, but certainly the North Country uh, is not inundated with snow, but they have a, a good start to it up there. Uh, we still had some snow in Errol over the weekend at the at the camp, So, and Pittsburgh is showing snow this morning, and we had some snow squalls up in the mountains yesterday morning, and we didn't see much down here, but all day in the mountains there were snow squalls yesterday. So really? it's coming, and yeah, the, the snow tire season, we're in the throes of it, so to speak. And it, it's, you know, all the shops are busy out there, so, you know, plan ahead. You know, everybody that I've talked to is a minimum of a week out right now. Right, wow. Uh, if not two. And so let's uh, see if we can't plan ahead a little bit and try and get your appointment now for – well, mid to late December at this point, from a lot of cases. How much did you get in Errol snow? Uh, so the first storm that we got, we had uh, 
almost four inches and we had some rain after so by the time we got to camp there was still a couple inches left in the yard but we got a couple more inches overnight uh sunday night into monday so and i saw on the news this morning that there was uh uh, quite a a big storm out in uh, western new york in the uh, syracuse area yeah there is i actually talked to a good friend of mine in jamestown new york yesterday and, uh, That's were, way out there, way, way out there. Yeah. That's as far as you can go, I think, in New York State. Pretty close. West, yep. yeah. They're, they're right on the uh, PA border right yeah. there. Yep. Yeah. And uh, he was saying that they had uh, up to a foot an hour yesterday. Holy, <laughs> a foot an hour? Yep. Whoa. Man, in Jamestown. In Jamestown, New York. you know what Jamestown is? It's the home of Lucille Ball. Oh, I didn't know that. that. That's true. And there's a Lucille Ball Museum. Oh. In Jamestown, New York. He's never told me about that. Yeah, there you go. And uh, yeah, he, he's probably never been there because he's from Jamestown, oh, right? He's just he grew yeah. up with it, and it's just another. Uh, th- there you go. Because people usually don't go to uh, you know landmarks that are in their area. Right. Well, right. that's, that's, that's got to be true because I've never been to Clark's Trading Post. Yeah, you never have. No. Wow. I, but you know, the fact of the matter is, I haven't been there since I was a kid. So that was a long time ago. <laughs> just a week or two. Yeah, yeah, just a week or two. But uh, I, I grew up like uh, maybe. 10 minutes from uh, the Bunker Hill Monument in oh. Charlestown, Mass. Mm-hmm. I didn't go there till I was in my 60s. <laughs> <laughs> so people just don't go to landmarks in their own area. No. But if you, you know, you, you drive 10 hours to go see it, but, you know, you wouldn't, if it's 10 minutes, uh, it's, yeah. it's always going to be right. there, right? It won't go away. That's true. That's what we said about the old man of the mountain. Now uh, well, that's <laughs> true, and how wrong we were about that. <laughs> yeah, but so, at any rate, Dan, uh, Dan Weed, Weed Family Automotive, and uh, again, if you have any automotive questions, comments, views, ideas, opinions, uh, Dan is here to answer them for you, 603-224-1450. And before we went on the air today, Dan, we talked about uh, some wheeling and dealing going on in the local uh, auto industry. Yeah, there's uh, some changes in the wind, so to speak, uh, changes of ownership. Some, some of it uh, is exciting and some of it is interesting. Uh, so there's a group of repair shops uh, all around us, but nothing in Concord, that uh, they own 10 or 12 shops and it's uh, Auto Care Plus. And I found out recently that they've now become part of an investment group and it's O2 Investments, but it's called Straightaway Tire and Auto. So they've also partnered up with other shop owners across the country that have multiple locations. Mm-hmm. And so what appears to be happening is all these uh, repair shops, Auto Care Plus, uh, there was Village Tire and Auto and several others across the country that own you know, five, six, eight locations are now under the umbrella of this investment group. Mm. And they now have dubbed this whole group of auto repair shops uh, straightaway tire and auto. So what might be or might have been in the past your uh, local ownership is now under the umbrella of an investment group and might not be as locally owned as you, as you might, might think. think. Right, exactly. Wow. Yeah. Straightaway Tire and Auto. Now, are they going by that name, or is that the name of the corporation? So that's right now the name of the umbrella company that all these independent repair shops are under. Now, at some point in time, they might change them all over to Straightaway Tire and Auto, Mm -hmm. and this will probably become a a national 
if you will, franchise almost. Right. Yeah. Chain, yeah. Yeah, chain, yeah. Yeah. So uh, you might go into one of your local uh, repair shops. Mm-hmm. Uh, with another name, but it's actually owned by Straightaway Tire and Auto, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. And, you know, a good friend of mine, uh, Dave DuPont, he ran DuPont Service Center out in Dover, and he has recently decided that it was time to retire, and so he sold his business, mm-hmm. uh, sold it to um, my friend John Manellis, who runs Auto, Auto Care Plus, mm-hmm. but that is all under this Straightaway Tire and Auto umbrella ownership. And so I would imagine at some point in time, you'll see signage come about to indicate that, well, it's no longer Auto Care Plus or uh, DuPont Service Center, but it's going to be straightaway tire and auto. Mm. So they're going to use the name uh, up front in in the not too distant future. I I would think so. But, you know, that has not been officially announced at this point, but that that would be my assumption. As it unfolds and grows. yeah. Yeah. So you heard it here first, folks. Uh, right here on WKXL. And then uh, one of our business partners, we deal a lot with uh, Sullivan Tire for one of our suppliers. Uh-huh, yeah. And uh, so they've recently opened up a retail store down on Hall Street in the old Concord Tire location. So, wow. You know, lot, lots of things going on. And there was another major transaction, but we'll, we'll get into that because I know we have a break uh, coming up. But we'll get into a, a major transaction of a, uh, a longtime uh, dealership in Concord. Right. And uh, we'll talk about that right after these words. Dan Weed is here. If you have any questions for Dan, the uh, latter-day version of the Shell Answer Man, uh, give us a call at 603-224-1450. He will answer any automotive question that you have. And uh, if not, he'll, he'll refer you to somebody else. Uh, and uh, Dan, of course, from Weed Family Automotive, 124 Store Street in Concord. 603-225-7988, WeedFamilyAutomotive.com. Kale and Company will continue on this Wednesday. We are presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Stay with us. We are back. It is Kale and Company live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com, presented by Weed Family Automotive and, of course, Northeast Delta Dental. And uh, Northeast Delta Dental with individual and family plans, and they fit your lifestyle. You can learn more at deltadentalcoversme.com. You can find out uh, more about uh, Weed Family Automotive at Weed Family Automotive. Uh, A couple of our great sponsors here on WKXL. Dan Weed with us in studio. Again, if you have a question for Dan, feel free to call. Don't be shy. Kat or Andrew will uh, answer your call at 603-224-1450. Put you right through to us, and Dan will have an answer for you. He'll have a a quick response uh, without question. And, make, a, and an accurate point. one, too. <laughs> I mean, some, some people respond quickly, and it's just, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's you know, uh, not, not true, not accurate. They just make it up as they go along. I've been known to do that once in a while. But you, Dan, you're a reputable guy, and uh, you, you give it straight. You're a straight shooter, and uh, we appreciate that. 
And uh, Dan, we were talking about uh, some transactions going on uh, in the automotive world uh, in terms of uh, you know repair shops uh, being taken over by a straightaway tire and auto. And they may not appear to be that way right now, but in the future, uh, it could become a major franchise in the United States. And uh, But now uh, we're going to talk locally about a dealership that has been around for a long, long time that is changing hands. Yeah, so I had the, I've, the rumor's been in the wind for a while, but I actually had the opportunity to talk to the people yesterday and uh, confirm it. And so I'm sad to see them go. This is a bittersweet uh, transaction uh, for them especially. Uh, but this is also one of my, I'll call it friendly competitors, and we've gone back and forth for years. And, you know, our... our ongoing, uh, if you will, competition, so yep. to speak, is our, our local Cappies Award. And so Holly Carlson and her husband Tony have uh, decided that it's time for them to retire, and that now is an opportunity for them has come about, so they are now changing hands. It will be sold to New Car, uh, and they have a, a great uh, facility up in Tilton now, so I believe this might be one of their satellite facilities, possibly for mm-hmm. u- used cars. But uh, yeah, Holly and Tony uh, Carlson, Holly Carlson, and this, this business has been in her family for many, many years. Yeah. And uh, her dad ran it uh, for, I don't know, 30, 40 years or better. Sure. Holly yeah. took over after dad passed away and, and whatnot. And uh, so Holly and I have gone back and forth, and, and she was a great representative for the independent repair shops in the state for the Auto Dealers Association. And so I had an opportunity to talk to Holly yesterday. and. She's excited, but of course, you know, it's also a, her baby, you know, sure. her, her dad built it and it's a family run business. And uh, they are hoping that not a lot will change with the business model and mm-hmm. what they've done down there. And, you know, they have also sold used cars. They do, re- you know, service repairs and whatnot. And they're one of the, the dealerships that I would always send my customers to when they were looking for something, you know, new to them mm-hmm. and whatnot. You could trust what they were selling. And uh, it was, always one of those people that I could turn around and look to and say, hey, you know, I've got a customer that's looking for a car and I would send them off with a referral and, and whatnot. And I've actually sent a couple people over there for them to buy their cars as well. Mm-hmm. So it's been a great yeah. relationship and I'm truly gonna miss uh, Holly and Tony. And actually Tony and I worked together at Bank Chevrolet for a number of years wow. er- early wow. on. So, and then he got his start at uh, Carlson's over there and took over for them. and has been helping run the business from there. And uh, so Holly and Tony, I think they've been married for 30 plus years now. Wow. So, and, and doing great. And again, I'm, I'm gonna miss them, I yeah. truly am. And, and this is a, a bittersweet transaction. It has to be. In so many ways, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it has to be. Uh, having uh, had it in the family for so long and it's such a, uh, you know, has such a great reputation mm-hmm. uh, over the years, as you mentioned. And uh, I guess the, the, the time had come and uh, and now it's going to be new car, new car, yeah, new car. Yep. And as Dan said, there's a location in Tilton already, and uh, it hasn't changed yet, has it? No, uh, I no. believe the official date is the middle of December at some yeah. point. But uh, I certainly wish them well, and I uh, hope they can enjoy some time with their family and whatnot, and whatever they decide to do, maybe some traveling. Who knows? Yeah. But uh, I'm truly going to miss them. 
No, ab- absolutely. And uh, the name uh, Carlson's will be missed uh, across uh, the capital city and, and well beyond, too. So uh, good luck to uh, Holly and Tony, and we, we wish you the best. And, and thank you for uh, what you've done over the years, because it is truly a, uh, a reputable uh, operation and uh, will continue to be, I'm sure, uh, in the future under the uh, new car brand. And uh, there was another uh, transaction as well. Yeah, and uh, so the Kia dealership in town here uh, had not too long ago been in the news and probably not in the best way, but uh, there was an investigation by the AG's office with our local Kia dealership. And so that Kia dealership is now changing ownership. So uh, Capital City Subaru is buying the Kia dealership, which is uh, Dan O'Brien Kia. So yep. Dan O'Brien Kia will now become Capital City Kia under the ownership of the same people that own Capital City Subaru. And I think that'll be a great move uh, all in all. I mean, Kia's got a, a good name, good reputation as far as a car manufacturer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to have a new ownership, new management, to you know bring it up to the standards that it, that it should have been in the past uh, is great to see. So I think that's a, a great move for the local dealership world and, and uh, bring some what do I want to say, a good reputation and good management team in place. And the same location on Manchester Street? Yes, the location yep. will remain the same. All right, so, so. there you go. And uh, so no more uh, Dan O'Brien Kia. No. I hope they still run the commercials, though. I don't know. Well, the, 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 beard, the bearded wonder. <laughs> this is just the one. I know they have other locations uh, throughout New England. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this the only one that is changing hands as far as we know? That, that I'm aware of right yeah. now. So this, yeah. this is the our, if you will, local area ownership. Right. So Okay. So and I believe, you know, the whole story with Dan O'Brien was there was some money from his, I don't know, football years or something like that. I'm not sure exactly where all the money came from because he, he came out of nowhere, it seems, to, yeah. and started this dealership group. Right. And, uh, well, the commercials, you either love them or you hate them, right? right? <laughs> <laughs> but nonetheless, there will be no more Dan O'Brien Kia on, on Manchester Street. But the uh, Kia, de- Kia dealership will uh, remain there. Yes. Right in the yeah. same location. So if you want to buy a Kia, you don't have to go anyplace else. Uh, well, I mean, if you want to go to that location, exactly. you could right. go to other places. No, no <laughs> doubt about that. At any rate, Dan Weed is here from uh, Weed Family Automotive. And uh, people have gotten their snow tires on. I guess we'll continue to do that uh, for a while. Yeah, for another month or so. Uh, and, you know, t- snow tires, uh, winter wiper blades, get the, the wiper blades so you can actually see where you're going. And, and you want them to be able to get the best use possible. Out of those snow tires, Dan. I know, because you want to have some great snowmobiling conditions uh, this year. That's what we're hoping for. It's been a a few years now since we've had a lackluster winter snowmobile season. Yeah, you know, it really has. You you guys deserve a break. And, uh, you know, what what have you heard? I mean, I, I hear both... I hear it both ways that it's going to be a a big winter for snow, and then other reports that it's going to be just mediocre. Uh, and I've seen uh, yeah. much the same. You know, yeah. I'm I'm not going to hold my breath, or I'm not even going to bother uh, crossing my fingers at this point. But, I know, you know, uh, I, we'll, I know. When it's on the ground, uh, I guess we'll we'll know about it and worry about it. But you know, even you know, some of the storm predictions that we've had have, have been off all year long, and I can only hope that the 
naysayers for the winter season are wrong and then we do get the snow that was possibly predicted by the farmer's almanac just give us a, a normal new hampshire winter right right that you know what that's all we're asking yeah. for a normal new hampshire winter you know what would that be in terms of uh, inches dan what would what would you say well it's certainly not the 500 or so they got out in colorado oh last God. year yeah but right. uh I would say somewhere in the, you know, and this sounds hard to believe, but, you know, we typically would get over 100 inches of snow yeah. Um, yeah. In, in a season. Yeah, and, and of course, it, it's important for the state. I mean, it, uh, it drives the winter economy uh, uh, in, in New Hampshire. And, and, and more so than people realize, you, yeah. know, you know, the winter economy, people immediately think of, of skiing for the most part. Yeah. But the... The other side of the economy is the people that rely in, on it for their income. You know, your, your plow truck drivers, sure. uh, you know, the snow clearing operations and things like that. You know, these people rely on it for their paycheck. And, of course, like everybody else, you know, I've seen ads uh, at all the state sheds for looking for help for, you know, truck drivers and whatnot. Uh, the city of Concord is struggling finding, you know, plow truck drivers. Yep. Or, I don't even think that the city was able to get all of their fall cleanup done because of lack of staff at this right. point. Yeah, exactly. So we're hoping for at least an average snowfall. That's all we can ask. I'll take it. Yeah, and a little above average would be fine too because, uh, you know, the, the snowmobiles need it. And that adds to the economy as well, exactly. more than people realize, I think, Dan. <laughs> We'll talk about that and more coming up. And again, if you have a question uh, for Dan uh, concerning anything we've talked about or just a question out of the blue, uh, give us a call at 603-224-1450. Weed Family Automotive, 124 Store Street in Concord. You can make an appointment right now. But as Dan said, they're about a week out right now at least. But uh, make that appointment, 603-225-7988. WeedFamilyAutomotive.com. Kale & Company continues here on WKXLNHtalkradio.com. We are presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Stand by for more. Company Live, WKXL, NHTalkRadio.com. Dan Weed with us from Weed Family Automotive. I, I didn't hear uh, the S word uh, in that in that forecast that, that uh, we just played. Uh, a lot of rain, but you told me that uh, there's a good chance of some measurable snow up north in New Hampshire this weekend. Yeah, so rumor is that the North Country uh, will get anywhere from 6 to 10 inches of snow, uh, depending on how the storm tracks. You know, it might be rain down here, but looks like this might be a, a bit of a northern storm and maybe a jump start to the winter season. Of course, that's where they need it the most, but... We could also use it in the southern uh, tier of the state as well. Most definitely, you know. Uh, for you the know. snowmobilers, because, uh, and, uh, and I'm, I'm going to ask you to repeat this, Dan. You've given <laughs> out this information time and time again on our shows, but some people are hearing it for the first time. It's amazing the amount of trails we have in New Hampshire. And how, how many miles of trails do we have in the state of New Hampshire, snowmobile trails? So within the state of New Hampshire, for the recreational trails that are built on an entire volunteer basis by the snowmobile clubs, mm -hmm. so we have more miles of trails in our state than we have 
interstate highways and state roads. So in by the, far, it's by right. Far. It's not even close. No, not it? even no. close. No. Uh, so in the state of New Hampshire, we have seven thousand miles <laughs> of recreational trails built and maintained by the snowmobile clubs. And, and and on a volunteer basis. On a volunteer basis, correct. And your boat pioneers. Uh, yeah, the boat pioneers, snowmobile club, and all, all the clubs in the yeah. state. You know, uh, the folks up in Errol, uh, the Umbagog Snowmobile Association. You know, the Pittsburgh clubs. You know, Hop, you know, Hopkinton has a club out there. Uh, Bosquin. You know, there's snowmobile clubs everywhere, and the snowmobile industry brings to the economy of New Hampshire as much. Uh, if not more than the ski industry. Wow. And, they, and a lot of people don't think about that. Yeah. They, they contribute you know, each year between, you know, snowmobile registrations to the state of New Hampshire, uh, snowmobile purchases themselves, plus equipment, accessories, lodging, gas, you know, all these ancillary pieces that go with it. Yeah. But probably close to $10 million a year with the snowmobile industry alone. That is something. That, that, think about 7,000 miles, folks. That's from here to California and back with about still 1,000 miles left over. Yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's unreal to think about that. It really, truly is. It always blows me away. And, and it, get, you know, it gets you out into something you don't normally see. You know, you're traveling through the woods on a snowmobile or, or if you choose to ski, snowshoe, uh, mountain biking in the winter with the fat tire bikes these trails are all accessible for the use you know for that winter use and so that's you know i've started to try and get away from if you will snowmobile trails so to speak because they're truly multi-use recreational trails yeah they are however Mm -hmm. again built by on a volunteer basis all your local snowmobile clubs yeah and what what a job you guys do too in in maintaining those trails, and the seven thousand miles worth, folks. Think about it. Really, that's that's a, a number that always blows me away. <laughs> anyway, I, I wake up this morning and always uh, uh, check out Automotive News Daily to see if there's anything that uh, is going on in uh, the world of, of vehicles that uh, I should know about. And uh, I, I see a headline this morning that says dealers urge Biden to slow down. On EVs. Yes. Yep. You know, Toyota came out just a, not long ago as, as a corporation and said, time out, guys. We're not going to play this whole EV game as, as much as other companies have ponied up. And so Toyota said, look, the ultimate way to, to fix, if you will, the carbon footprint problem is a blended approach with internal combustion engines, hybrids, and EVs. So they're not jumping on board with this total EV plan that seems to be a major push around the world. And so in our own country, uh, the Biden administration received a letter from almost 4,000 dealership owners across the country saying, time out, guys. You know, they've got EVs sitting on their showroom floors that they can't sell. And... Now, I know you've said this before, that you're a fan of the technology. I think it's great. Yeah. Yep. So he's not knocking the technology, nope. folks. It's just that there's been such a governmental push in regard to EVs and, and uh, you know, uh, such a, a negative attitude toward, you know, uh, gas-powered vehicles. Uh, and uh, so, as you say, uh, you know, the hybrid vehicles are, are terrific, and uh, the gas-powered vehicles are great, too. Uh, so what's the answer? I mean, I think there are some that believe if uh, there's a change uh, 
in the White House. Uh, you know, uh, our next election is coming up less than, than a year from now, as we've heard about. <laughs> I, I think that news has been has made pretty clear to people. There will be an election uh, next November, folks. And I, I think uh, that could change the course. If something changes uh, in the White House, that, that could change the course of uh, where we're going with EVs. I, I think it will. And, you know, not only the administration, but, you know, I think with this whole EV push, one of the things that they failed to recognize in, in this whole thing is the customer and the consumer buying power. Is the, the average consumer or customer going to jump on board with this whole thing and, and embrace it? And I think in reality, the answer is no. I mean, there are a handful of people out there that this works for, works well for, and, and we service them at the shop. You know, yeah. we, we've got a number of EVs that we currently service on a regular basis for you know, inspections and tires and whatever, you know, happens to come up. And, but I think that in this whole thing, they forgot to reach out to the population. They forgot to look at, all right, is this truly a option for people that live, say, in the Midwest, where you've got to go, you know, half a day to get to the next town or whatever it might be, you know? Uh, is this truly a technology that works in all of our industries? And I, the answer is no. I mean, you look at the state of Maine and what's the state of Maine's biggest industry up there and it's forestry, all right? Can you imagine a logging truck that can only go four or five hours for in the day before it runs out of a battery and wow. has to sit overnight think to about charge? That. Yeah, you know, think about you that. You know, these logging trucks, yeah. you know, they're typically a thousand horsepower or more hauling 100,000 plus pounds of logs. And these guys go from sun up to sundown. And I don't think that's possible with an electric truck to, yeah. ca to carry the capacity that you need. Yeah, I mean, it, even if the infrastructure were to be there, mm -hmm. I mean, and that's another question. But again, you're, you're losing so much time in between. Yeah. 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 And, and that, you know, I've seen a couple of different articles online where, you know, they've got a charging network in place to, and a hap, I'll call it a, a haphazard charging network in place because you know it's rated you know some of these chargers are rated to be a class one charger you know a supercharger mm -hmm. if you will and they get there and something's wrong with it or it's been derated and instead of that half hour or 45 minute charge it's a three or four hour charge of course there are, there are some people who have evs that are uh, very happy with them they can charge them on their own, if they uh, commute mm -hmm. to work, uh, you know, no matter where it is, if they have a, you know, 20-minute commute to work, uh, you know, and that's all they're doing, maybe a few errands along the way and then charge it overnight, mm -hmm. then that's perfectly great. It, it works for them. Yes. Obviously, it's working for uh, quite a few people, but uh, in terms of the population in general, it's still perhaps not the most practical thing in the world. No, and one, I think, you know, a couple of excerpts out of the Automotive News article that you uh, mentioned, um, and these are comments from a couple of the dealers. So what I and other dealers identified early on is that the voice of the customer was really absent from the entire conversation, and there's no way that we have a scalable solution if we don't have consumer adoption. Yeah. All right. That's very true. And, and uh, you know, I mean, a lot of states... Uh, New Jersey uh, was the latest on board. Eleven states now say they are not going to sell gas-powered vehicles uh, after uh, 2035. Right. And really, that's not that far away. No. I mean, you're, what, 10, 10 12 years, 12 years yeah, out? 10, 11 years. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, 
you know, I think it's, it's, I don't foresee right now, given the workforce shortage out there and everything else that we're encountering currently, that, you know, 10 or 11 years is a, a reasonable time frame. Yeah. But there are 11 states now that say they will not uh, sell. I mean, and this could change. Right. It could change over time. But what about the, the infrastructure, the, the, the network of, of chargers around the country? Is it improving? Slowly. And, yeah. and again, not fast enough for the, the push in sales that they're trying to accomplish. I think, you know, again, Tesla has done a terrific job when they came out with their electric cars. They started to put the charging infrastructure in place for the Tesla vehicles ahead of time. So, you know, they had their charging network ready to go before anybody else did. And of course, now a lot of people, a lot of manufacturers are adopting the Tesla charging standard. Well, folks, if you want to find a charger, Go to a casino. That's my best <laughs> advice. Because <laughs> everyone I've been in has, has charging stations so right there. We'll take a break. Dan Weed is with us from Weed Family Automotive, 124 Store Street in Concord. You can make an appointment right now, 603-225-7988. Or you can call Dan right now here at WKXL, 603-224-1450. We'll take a break. Kale & Company continues here on this Wednesday on WKXL NHTalkRadio.com presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Stand by for more. Welcome back. Kale & Company Live. WKXL NHTalkRadio.com Dan Weed with us but for a limited time only. And if you want to sneak in a question or a comment Give us a call right now, 603-224-1450. Our lines are open, folks. And Cat uh, or Andrew will pick up the phone and uh, give you a nice, warm Wednesday morning greeting, and then we'll put you right through uh, to Dan Weed. But, uh, you know, obviously, uh, these uh, EVs need batteries. Mm -hmm. And uh, recently I saw that uh, an EV battery... Uh, manufacturer, startup, a manufacturer in the Detroit area, uh, laid off a quarter of its staff. What does that? Uh, what does that say? It's uh, and it's interesting because this is I call it the domino effect yeah. of what's happening out there, and you know the big push to, I guess, slow down the adoption of the EV uh, cars and whatnot. So the. E EV battery startup company called Our Next Energy laid off a quarter of its staff. So over 100 people got laid off uh, because of the slowdown in the EV industry right now. Uh, but I believe it was Ford and General Motors uh, have put a stop on the production or, or building of their facility, their battery facilities right now. So that they're both of those major manufacturers have put on hold uh, the 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 building of their battery factories at this point. And some of it is uh, repercussions at this point too from uh, the strikes by the UAW sure. yeah. and, and all yeah. three major manufacturers. And I believe there was a, a huge push for the battery, new battery factories to be run by the union as well. And that might be a little bit of the holdback on by the manufacturers right now. But you know, this, the Our Next Energy, uh, I guess, landslide, if you will, 128 employees. In the grand scheme of things, that's not a lot, but 
for this company, it was a quarter of their workforce from, right. you know, production people to engineering to, you know, people in management at that point, laying off a quarter of your workforce uh, is kind of, to me, a telling tale of the people finally waking up and realizing that the adoption of the EVs needs to be on a much smaller yeah. scale. Slow down yeah. a little bit. Slow yeah. it down. Yeah. You know, and, you know, I guess the cynical side of me also looks at, you know, if this were truly a um, great business model, why wouldn't have the manufacturers adopted this technology years ago? And some of it has to do with the battery technology. You know, you know the, the lithium batteries that they talk about making now, the lithium batteries have been out for 10 or more years in various industries. Mm-hmm. You know, they were first adopted in cell phones and whatnot. Sure. And, yeah. And, our laptop. So, I mean, a lithium battery is really truly nothing new, so to speak. But that's what they were sort of waiting for because up until, you know, the we went from the lead-acid batteries, alkaline batteries and stuff like that, and then they came out with the nickel-metal hydride batteries and now the lithium batteries because you can store a lot more energy in a much smaller package with the lithium battery. And that was the, the key to a lot of industry changes going throughout, you know, from, you know, the electric motor industry and now to electric cars, we had to wait for that battery technology to be mainstream at that point. All right. And so it's finally here, yeah. which, you know, and everybody looks at it as a environmental benefit. But again, where does the lithium come from? And now they're talking, you know, we shut down coal mines yeah. and, and, you know, iron ore pits and stuff like this for many, many years because they were bad for the environment yeah. but now we're talking about opening up guess what you know eight or ten or more mines here in the country to mine lithium now if it was bad to shut down or you know <laughs> bad for a you know a coal mine what's the difference between a lithium mine yeah you know so how much environmental serves damage the purpose are yeah. you are yeah. you truly doing here All right uh and, and you know, it just it doesn't it doesn't add up to me. <laughs> and, and but we, on the other hand, we would like to see uh, as many batteries as possible manufactured in the United States as opposed to China, where most of them are coming from exactly. right now. Yes, yes, yeah. Uh, so it, we got to open things up if you want to have that happen. Yeah, yeah. It, it would be nice to see a lot more of our economy based here out of the United States versus other countries. It would be. It really and truly would be. And you'd have to say that, you know, the lion's share of, of the lithium batteries that are used in EVs, right, come from China. Oh, used uh, not just EVs, but you know, everything, 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 from, everything. You know, our phones yeah. to our yeah. laptops yeah. to, you know, most lithium batteries in our everyday life, unfortunately, come from China. Yeah. And I, as much as I, it pains me to say this, so don't a lot of our auto parts now. You know, a lot of them are sourced overseas rather than here in the U.S. It's difficult for me to go to my parts shelf on any given day and find parts that are made right here in the U.S. Now, you, you were telling me about that before, seeing the, the most American of companies. Yes. And, and you see on the box, made in China. Yep. Uh, my, you know, one of my favorite brands, you know, AC Delco. Yeah. You know, and, and this yeah. this is not just Delco yeah. either. It's across the board. But just an example. Know, folks, just a all. small example. You know, here I am doing a spark plug change on a General Motors vehicle built here in the U.S. And I'm putting spark plugs in this vehicle from AC Delco made in China. 
unbelievable. Yep. It really, that's it's, it's sad. It's, it's, it is. Sad. It, it, it it truly is. So I mean, I, I, we we have to turn things around uh, sooner than later. I would hope. I would hope so. You know, I, I would uh, love to see a lot more uh, products and productions made here in the U.S. And you know, is Amazon makes our life so easy. Just go online, click, order it, and it's yep. at your house the next couple of days. Great. But I would love to see Amazon have a made-in-the-USA checkbox to say, all right, I want to buy products from the USA. What do you have to offer? And you've said that for a long time. Yeah. 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 Uh, And I think that would be terrific. And not just Amazon, but any of the uh, online online. uh, companies. Yeah. 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 Show show me the products first that are made in the U.S. so I can support a United States-based company, small or large, I don't care. You know, it's no no different than shopping local. You know, you're trying to support your your local companies, your your independently owned companies, and you know you shop local. So why can't yeah. I shop source stuff made in the USA? Made in the USA, exactly. You know, uh, the, one of the big topics of conversation uh, during COVID and and uh, long after was the supply chain. Has mm. that improved any? Uh, no. Not no, really, no. huh? It, no. I mean, will it's gotten it ever a, get back to, to what it used to be? I, I don't think so because, you know, you, you look at, again, the, the workforce shortage everywhere. I don't think we're ever going to see that supply chain recover to the, the way it needs to be. Uh, you know, you, you look at the trucking industry, and any given day there's 40,000-plus job openings in the trucking industry right now. Yeah. Yeah, how how do our jobs reports look so good when when there's so much you know so many companies and you know big businesses small businesses you you name it that are are looking for help I mean you you can't uh, uh, drive uh, two blocks anywhere without seeing some help wanted signs uh, in the windows of of establishments. Well, I th- my personal opinion is is a jobs report is that all right you can make numbers look. <laughs> however you want you know you, you can turn and twist the numbers and, ma- and make them look good and and i think they're looking at the wrong number you know they're they're looking at unemployment if you will all right yeah these you know people are unemployed whatever the you know unemployment's at its lowest rate i think you need to look at the flip side and look at the number of job openings uh yeah. that are out there right now and but the problem is i don't think there's any true way for them to measure it right because a lot of people have just given up yeah yeah, yeah, you know, and they're not even uh, considered, uh, you know, in, in that number. Exactly, know? the people that have given up. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, so I think we need to look at, you know, the jobs a little bit differently and say, all right, how many of your major manufacturers have X number of job openings? You know, whether it's look look at our industry: General Motors, Ford, Chrysler. You know, part of the whole gene, you know, the strike by UAW was how do we get new people in, you know? And so they dropped the uh, 10-year level from eight years to four years to try and get entice more people to come into their workforce. Right. Yeah. And, and that, that was a big part of the ne- negotiations yeah. for them is, you know, they trying to entice people to come in. We've got to, and I hate to say this, lower the bar to, to get people to come in to make it more attractive. Yeah, no, exactly. And, and so we need to look at the entire workforce industry is not unemployment rate, but all right, how many job openings are gone unfilled? 
Well, you filled uh, recently some some job openings. Yes. So finally, so there, <laughs> so there you go. There's a small business at work right here uh, in the city of Concord. It was it was a truth. People say after the UAW strike was settled mm-hmm. that uh, car prices went up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. I don't know if it's measurable in that, but uh, there was definitely a change. And uh, is is it attributable to that? I mean, you'd have to put two and two together, right? No, no doubt. Yeah. You know, when it costs your average auto manufacturer millions of dollars every year, they're going to make up for it somewhere. Somehow, some way. Dan Weed, always interesting, intriguing, entertaining. And Dan Weed is located at 124 Store Street in Concord. He'll be there shortly, I think. Uh, 603-225-7988 if you want to make an appointment. Or make it online at weedfamilyautomotive.com. Don't forget Weed TV. That's right. Huh? World Launch famous running Canadian. series uh, going on right now, as far as I know. Thanks, Dan. It's good to be back. Thank uh, you. All right. Always a pleasure to have you in studio. And that'll do it for this edition of Kale & Company. Thanks for listening. We're presented by Northeast Delta Dental. And folks, always look on the bright side of life. Have a great Wednesday.